So, Mark, how did Eddie's Men all come about? Because I love this folk horror subgenre, and this this is well choreographed, and the cinematography in here is awesome. So, how did this story all come about? It was off the back of the previous film that I'd made, which was uh, which was called Bait, which is coming out in in the states with um, Ennis Main, and I th- we'd had relative success with with that film, and we you know we won a, a BAFTA in early 2020 for it, um, and by then we were sort of discussing what was going to be next, and I that film people when they were re- reviewing it and talking about it said it almost felt like a horror film. And I couldn't really understand why people were saying that. So I thought, <laughs> but, I, but I took it as a, almost like an invitation to, to make a horror film. So I thought that would be fun to, you know, I, I love horror. And I thought, well, maybe we should do a, a genre film next. Do it the same kind of scale, the same cast and crew, similar kind of schedule, get it done quickly, get it out there before we think too much about what that difficult second film is going to be. But I, I wrote it. And I, I kind of read it back after I'd wrote it and thought, this isn't, this doesn't feel like a horror film. Screenplay didn't feel like a horror film. And then I realized that the horror is in, is more in the form, is it the way that I work with right. the, the picture and the sound, which then made sense why people thought that the previous film, Bait, felt like a horror film, because I use... Um, 16 millimeter and with bait I hand process the negative I post sync all the sound you know there's a kind of disconnect between sound and picture I edit in quite a non-linear way and I thought well I don't need necessarily a horror script to make um, a horror film so obviously the, the script for Ernest Main had a, had a was lent into horror much more than bait did but it still wasn't an overtly horrific story and so we were yeah we were ready to to go in um, and, and shoot in spring 2020. And then the pandemic came along. So we, um, <laughs> we were put on hold for a year and I, and I went away. I didn't, I didn't go away anywhere, actually. I stayed at home and, uh, and wrote another screenplay. And then a year later, came back to Ennis, Maine and we, and we shot it. And I think it was influenced in a lot of ways by what we'd been through in the, in the pandemic. Um, I'm only realizing that now. But, uh, you know, I, I did a quick rewrite before we before we shot it at the end of the lockdown. Um, and obviously a lot of the pa- pandemic experience crept into the film, I think. But, yeah, that was how that's how we got there, you know, trying, trying to make something that was similar to bait in terms of its scale and ambition and not to kind of overreach ourselves too much too soon. But lean into this genre and, and, and have a bit of and have a bit of fun, you know. Right. And how did the casting process come about for Eddie's men? Because Mary was Mary, right? Is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mary yeah, was Mary one, yeah. was fantastic in this as well. So how did everything come about from the casting process for Eddie's men? Well, I Mary's my partner and um oh, okay. I wrote the film for her originally. And then I got very conscious that it might be and she's in bait as well she's a you know she's this kind of secondary character in in bait um i became very a bit worried that i might get accused of nepotism if i'm just writing a, a lead for my partner right. so then we went through a really long 
casting process where Mary almost became the de facto casting director because she was suggesting people that she knew and peers um, of hers as 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 possible um, uh, people to play the volunteer. But it got to the stage where I just, you know, I admitted to myself that I'd written the part for her and, and I couldn't really see anybody else in that part except for her. So I, I, I remember I said to my agent and, and Denzel Monk, the producer, I said, I think it should be Mary. And they were both like, oh, thank God you've said that, you know, because they were waiting for me to say that, but they knew that I had to go through this process of, of um, deciding myself that, that Mary was right. But she was always right, you know. I, I, I know it's a cliche where he says, oh, I can't imagine the film with somebody else in it because once it's finished, you, you know, you can't imagine the film it, 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 it as being different in any way. But I really, I do really think that we'd probably still be shooting the film now if it wasn't Mary because we've got a real a real powerful shorthand in the way that we work. She knows what I want. Um, I know what she's capable of and we can both kind of push each other in, in that way. And she's, she's a theater actor by, by trade. Um, she's just up the road here now at the moment, just rehearsing a new one woman show that she's doing. And so in theater, you know, normally she, she relies on words and gesture and physicality to communicate and the way that I work there's few words not many gestures and so everything that she's got going on internally in terms of building a character can't come out physically so then comes out of her eyes you know the the window to the soul which I think is where that sort of powerful performance comes from but I knew it was a, it was a huge responsibility because she carries the whole film and I did I tried to tell her all the way through that if the film was successful, it would be down to her. And if the film wasn't successful, it would be down to me because film really isn't an actor's medium in terms of control. You know, I think with theatre, theatre, the actors are effectively the editors. They, they, they create right, yeah. the final version that the audience see. They can change stuff. You know, director can't, he's got no control over the, over the show once the curtains go up. But with film, you know, I can... I can ruin I can ruin a performance in an edit very easily. Um, so I did say to Mary, you know, you there shouldn't be any pressure on you. You know, you, you'll get the credit if this film works, and I'll I'll get the flack if it doesn't work. Kind of funny how that happens, right? But I like the way that you put it in that editing kind of sense. And that I never heard that before. So that's really interesting the way you put that. Yeah, I think you know. It's like theatre is is much more of a, a writer's medium as well, and, a, and an actor's medium. I, and I sometimes think, you know, if you're if, if you're an actor, why don't do films? <laughs> Which I, you know, say, if I was an actor, it might be because I'm a bit of a control freak. But I was thinking, if I was an actor, I'd do theatre. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do films. I wouldn't <laughs> let the somebody else have the control over my performance in an edit. I want to. I want complete control over it. But that's probably, you know, that's me and. And that's a, that's a shortcoming of me because I, I think, uh, you know, great film actors, they, they, they have an intuition of who to work with and they trust the directors and the writers and their co-stars that they're working with. But I do think it's kind of terrifying for an actor to, to turn up. You know, I hear the actors when they're doing like a press junket and they may be 
you know, following the premiere of a film and they're like, the first time they saw it was the night before they're doing the, the press. Right. And you think, oh my God, you know, what a, what a moment that must have been when they went into the theatre and saw the film for the first time with, with an audience. You think, God, oh, you are suckers for punishment. Yeah, that has to be kind of terrifying and exhilarating, right? Any yeah. moment you get like that. <laughs> yeah, I think that must be it. I think, my, I think, I think they must find it exhilarating rather than kind of horrifying. But I, I would be on the horrifying side. Yeah, I think I would too. I think I would like walk out here and there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because you know I know that I know that in an edit I I've got I'm it's like you're a world builder. You're effectively the god of the world that you're creating in the film, and you can you can tweak stuff and change stuff. And you've got all of this control, and I just think giving up that control is kind of is scary, you know. I'll see a shot maybe from from our dailies that I'll think, you know, nobody go, oh, that's not very good. And I'll, I'll think, yeah, but that that will cut with that. And then if I put that sound on it, that moment's going to be fantastic. And and other people will, will look at something and go, oh, it's an amazing scene. That's you know, brilliant bit of performance. And I think, and and I'll know. I just think that's not going to work in the film. You know, we 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 had a scene in the in Ennis Main between Mary's character and Ed's character who plays the boatman where they're trying to start the generator after he turns up with the fuel. And we had this scene which was a two shot of the two of them trying to start the generator together. And when we shot it, everybody saw, oh, that scene was amazing. It was kind of quite funny and it was quite touching. And even I was like, yeah, that, what a scene, you know, that's, go, that's going to be in the trailer, that scene. And we had a little break. We had a, everybody had a cup of tea and we all patted ourselves on the back and congratulated ourselves <laughs> on how great we were. As soon as I got into the edit, I was like, no, nah, that scene doesn't work. It's from a totally different film, <laughs> you know. So you, you just don't know. You don't know because the, the edit and the control you have in the edit is ultimately where the film's made. And you, and you just don't you know what's, what's going to work and what's not going to work until that moment, I don't think. Well, Mark, what is next for you after Eddie's Men? Do you have anything lined up right now? Yeah, we've got a, um, I, like I said, we, during, during the lockdown, when everything kind of ground to a halt, um, I, got, I got a development deal to write a new screenplay, which was, which was amazing, really, because I started writing it when all the cinemas were closed, and I didn't know whether they were going to ever open again. I didn't even ever know whether we were going to be allowed out of our houses again. So... I wrote it with real freedom, you know, I think subconsciously I thought this film's never going to get made. <laughs> so I just, <laughs> right. I can write it, write it with complete freedom. And, and now it looks like it is going to get made and it's going to be shot next year. So I'm gradually having to turn it into something that was very fanciful and, and huge into something that I can actually make. And it's, um, it's another genre film. It's a, it's a it's kind of a time travel horror thriller um we're between titles at the moment it was called Gavenic of Paul which is a, a Cornish um Gavenic is a Cornish word which features in Ennis Main which means hope and um it was so it's called Gavenic of Paul which means hope of Paul and Paul is the place where I live so it was very much a sort of a, uh, on on message for the Covid lockdown writing a film called The Hope of Paul um the title was going to change, but but it's it yeah it's a it's a it's a time travel um, film set within the fishing industry. I think it's, oh, wow. it was descri- it was described the other day as a cross between Quantum Leap and The Perfect Storm, which I think um, oh you can take my money right now on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think The Perfect Storm the Perfect Storm reference is I think slightly bad taste, but um, 
it's yeah it's it's about a, it's about a boat a, a a boat that sinks um but it's a, a a fishing boat that sinks but it's it's got a, a an overarching time travel element that means that ultimately all is not lost well mark congratulations on Eddie's men and nice meeting you today and keep me updated on your other films that are coming out